0: We're Suze. And Meg. We've been friends for over 20 years, and now we're 40. Join us on 40 Things at 40 as we explore this new decade of life.
1: We've each made a list of 40 things to try, and we're cheering each other on. Listen in as we chat about our adventures, getting older, and why pushing outside our comfort zone is so important. Welcome, everybody. It is... Thursday, April 22nd. You're listening to the 40 Things at 40 podcast. Uh, This is episode seven. We're so excited to be connecting. We've had a little bit of a break, lots of things happening in our world. My name is Maggie Wren, and with me is my partner as always.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Susan Shepley.
1: Welcome back, and we're
0: excited to be another guest today. Leslie, welcome, and can you introduce yourself?
2: Hi, Suze and Meg. I am Leslie Gloria Duncan, and I am so happy to be here to talk about being 40. I'm on the other side. I'm almost <laughs> approaching 50, so I will talk a little bit about that. But yes, I've been really inspired and in, in listening to your podcasts and really enjoying them.
1: Oh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, we can. You could be a nice segue of what what there is to learn as we get into turning 40, because I'm sure we'll sort of cover it and we're sort of relatively newbies at it. So lots to learn along the way. All right. So you and I know each other very well, obviously. and But why don't you share with everybody, how did we all meet? How did you end up on this uh, podcast of ours?
2: So some people like to call Meg and I uh, work spouses uh we do work uh when we are at work we do work side by side and sometimes can be heard yelling from our office chairs at each other not in a bad way just in a mostly friendly way yeah um but sometimes we're just too lazy to stand up and walk to the other person's office that is uh, to chat uh, but yes, we have known each other now for many, many years. And, and I feel like our, our, our lives have been like woven together, literally at this point. Yes. Uh, because we very first met when Meg was on a placement in our workplace. And she reached out to me for an information interview, which I highly recommend as a way of connecting and, and hearing about places to, to work and if it, it might be of interest to you. And uh, soon enough, she uh, left that placement, but never left our workplace because she got a role that was partially on my team, partially on another person's team. And literally since that time frame, uh, we've worked pretty closely together on many programs and initiatives and and things like that. And I've only met uh, Suze today, but I've heard so much about Suze from Meg, all amazing things uh, from, from their friendship. And so it's really, uh, wonderful to, to connect with the two of you today.
0: <laughs> uh, you too. I've heard about you for so many years, heard about LGD and all the, the stuff at work and in life. So it's so funny when we came onto the call today, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I felt like I already knew you, so I'm glad we can make it official. And same, same. I remember it's when Megan went for that, you know, job, like conversation with you and was really learning about the work environment and her saying like, yes, that is where I want to work. I love the vibe, love the people, have heard such great things over the years. Um, so it's neat. It's kind of a full circle moment. It is a
2: full circle <laughs> moment and we've had lots of fun uh, for sure. And... Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great.
1: Finding, uh, this is like my worlds colliding in the best way. It's like when you bring your significant other home uh, to meet your family and then they hit it off and they're liking each other and you're just like super excited to see everybody. That's how I'm feeling in this moment. Very happy about (laughs) it. Uh, And we were so far, we have been so lucky, isn't it? It's like that beautiful thing when you meet, someone you're meant to know and learn from and grow. And that's how I feel about both of you, that I was meant to meet you. I was meant to learn from you and spend time from you and just how fortunate I am to collect lovely individuals. So this is so great.
0: And she's great. It is. So Leslie, you said you're kind of, you know, you've had a few years in your forties now, And I mean, I'm so interested to hear about what you've learned and what your wisdom's been, but I kind of want to start by asking you, how would you describe your 20s and 30s? That's something we've been, with anyone we've been talking to, chatting about them, because I think there's some really like, um, what's the word, decades that really help form who we are and get into the 40s. Yeah, totally. So tell us about your 20s and 30s. How would you describe them? Great.
2: So uh, when I was reflecting on this and thinking about uh, the questions you were going to ask, certainly when I thought about my 20s, I would say they were pretty awesome, pretty carefree. Um, lots of adventure was part of was part of the experience. Lots of travel. Uh, I was obviously finishing up. Um, my university degree in my 20s. I spent my final year of university living and studying in the south of France, which probably for me, um, what? well, I mean, it was definitely life-changing, but the whole experience of living away from home so far away, not having the uh, close access to family and friends that I was normally afforded. Uh, I had traveled in, as a teenager and, and um, youth, but not to that extent and on my own. And so the growth that I had individually and personally, and it wasn't all rosy and, and perfect. It was the first few months, I would say were really, really hard. And I'm so glad I had the full academic year because if I had only had the first term, Uh, I probably wouldn't have had the amazing opportunity and experience that I had, because I think the first term I was still settling in almost the first full, you know, August to November, December kind of timeframe because you went through all the feelings and I realized that I had to feel the feelings in order to get to the other side, which was literally not wanting to return home. (laughs) So I, I, I did that full um, full experience of, you know, feeling loneliness, feeling extreme, I, I felt in some regards that I'd made a terrible decision because all of my friends were having their final year of university together, and I wasn't with them, um, and, and so yeah, in some ways it was tough, but I, I definitely uh, came on to the other side of it, and now I try to promote that experience in terms of international opportunities to as many people I talk with, whether they're students, whether they're um, young people, that uh, there's so much to learn from, from that. So my 20s were quite carefree. I wasn't in a rush to get married, settle down, have kids. In fact, I wasn't even sure I would have a family per se. I, I was a pretty free spirit, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, enjoying, enjoying single life. Uh, I had committed relationships at different points in my, in my 20s and, and such, but I also didn't feel pressure until probably later on in my 20s, I wouldn't say that I never felt pressure. But um, when the majority of my friends from high school started getting married, I was like, huh, you're all going to be married. And I'm not even thinking about it yet. So I might want to start having um, thoughts on, on what my life is going to look like in my 30s or <laughs> beyond, right? right
1: so yeah. so that's
2: kind of uh, what, what my 20s we're all about. And then my 30s. So I did get married in my late 20s. uh, And it was pretty much a whirlwind. uh, To be honest, I, I there, there, it was a point where I, I made a decision, I'm a very quick decision maker. And uh, my husband, who uh, I had met previously, but not, you know, thought too, too much about really, uh, because I was already in a different relationship and, and was happy with that relationship at the time. Um, we reconnected. So I left, I was living in Lake Louise, Alberta and, uh, I left Lake Louise. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was another great experience. Um, I left Lake Louise and the person I was in a committed relationship with, um, and living together with, but he had his own plans. He was never going to move to Ontario. And I, for this point in my life, had been living away from home and away from my siblings for um, for a long time, like five, six plus years at this point. Um, when you add it all up together, and I was feeling like I wanted to be closer to home, where my siblings were having their children, and I could get to know my nephews. And uh, you know, I was just feeling that call to towards home. My partner at the time was not. He, he was an Albertan. His family was either in Alberta or in California. And so we didn't break up, but we also needed to go our own way for a period of time to see what where life was going to take us. And that's when I met my now husband again, because he and I had met in Lake Louise, but reconnected in London, Ontario. And it was one of those very random nights. Where I was in a location that I wasn't normally in. I was with my best friend, and we went out and had, you know, some pub food after (laughs) seeing a movie. And I ran into my husband. Um, I called him by the wrong name. I thought his (laughs) name was Rob. Uh, His name is not Rob. His name is Steve. And anyways, we connected. We exchanged phone numbers, and then we thought, hey, you know, haven't seen you. It'd be neat to catch up. Let's let's schedule a time to, to get together and, and um, connect. I had been his supervisor when he worked in Lake Louise.
1: Um, oh. But it was just
2: one of those things where we're like, sure, let's, you know, I'm, I'm back in London. I didn't know you were here. Cool. Let's, let's see. And then very quickly, we realized we had a fair amount of things in common. And when I say things, they were more like um, philosophical value type things and both mm-hmm. of us were so I was in my late 20s he was in his uh sort of early to mid 30s he was five years older than me and both of us were kind of getting tired of the drama and the playing playing the the scene uh and we almost within a few weeks were like you know what maybe maybe we'll just get married it, it wasn't re- like it wasn't like it this was huge sweeping it was very early on wow. it was really wow. early. so we knew the two of us were like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna, we're committing to each other that we're, we're done playing, uh, playing single. And, you know, we, we have lots in common. We have a lot of same values. We've had similar experiences in terms of really, um, knowing and reflecting upon ourselves through travel. Um, and I think we, we very quickly realized that, um, You know, we could talk to each other and talk to each other for hours and hours and hours and the friendship piece was really the biggest piece for for me. And and I think for for him too, where we could literally tell each other anything and not feel judged. Um, And we had lots of stories to share. Let me tell you between the two of us, Uh, we we were not um, we were not uh, a totally innocent pair. Uh, in terms of how we interacted with people in our 20s. So, so we had lots of stories to share, and but neither of us were scared by them or scared off uh, by each other's histories, I guess.
1: So oh, then God. we got married.
2: Uh, we got married the next summer. So we, we, we saw each other just before Christmas in 1999, I guess. Um, we didn't reconnect again until like late January. And then pretty much by mid-February, we knew that we were... Um, you know, we were committing to each other, and then the following year we got married. So we didn't tell anybody because we knew that people would think we were off our rockers. Um, we didn't tell anybody, including some of our closest friends, that we were this serious until many months later. And then um, we we tell we talked to my family uh, uh, at Christmas, and then we got married in June. So yeah, it was it was quick. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're sticking it out We're 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 together and uh, have two kids now. Um, and I would say my thirties, so that was my twenties, my thirties mm-hmm. were tumultuous, uh, challenging. Um, I would say early years of marriage, as well as then adding kids into the mix. And my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2006 or 2005 and then died in 2006 um, just after I had my first child, my daughter. So 30s were really rough. Um, There are periods where I don't even remember. Um, Literally I'll look at photos I'm like I cannot recall that at all. We did that Um, and so I can't sugarcoat my 30s because it was filled with Um, a lot of challenge, but also some really big growth opportunities. Um, And I never really thought I would, you know, describe uh, a a grief experience as being a learning opportunity, but losing my mom, um, she had, she'd been a really close friend for many years at this point in my life. And I'm very appreciative and thankful for that. Um, but she was also someone I literally would talk to every day, um, sometimes multiple times a day. And especially, uh, in the time frame where I got pregnant and, and all of that, like we connected a yeah. lot. And so her loss was, was a really big hole for me. And it was not just losing her, but also seeing my dad grieve, the, um, losing his partner and his wife. Um, initially I, I had a really hard time trying to navigate my own grief, but also not feeling his grief. Um, and you know, sought out counseling and I, I'm a strong proponent of getting help and, and I I can very much, uh, appreciate different junction points in my life where talking to that neutral third party has Mm -hmm. been the best decision I've, I've made, uh, because Sometimes you just need to bounce ideas off of someone where they're not going to try and problem solve and they're not going to jump in and they'll normalize the situation and also say, yeah, that's really, uh, that's, that's crap. And no wonder you're Mm -hmm. having a hard time. Right. So,
0: so and then then you're paying them to listen to you and they don't know anybody. So they're just about you. I always think the best part of counseling or therapy Mm. (laughs) is that piece yeah, for sure. I ask, because I've had, uh, you know, uh, an experience through my 20s and 30s losing a parent as well. And just, I, I so understand what you said about like periods where you don't even remember a picture being taken. I feel like there's honestly like a 10 year period between illness and death and gr- grief that it's almost like a lost window of time. And I'm so thankful for for what I learned, as you said. But I mean, in that period of your 20s and 30s, when you're learning so much about yourself and just kind of framing what your life is going to be like, um, yeah, how do you think grief shaped the way you see this decade of your life and how you want to spend this time, I guess would Mm. be my question for you.
2: Great question. I think for me even though I knew I was an adult prior to this experience and and I didn't talk about this yet but I also lost my dad so he Mm. he passed away just as I was basically about to turn 40. Yeah um and so um I I knew intellectually and and by the numbers that I was an adult but I honestly for me um until losing my mom, and then of course um, when my dad passed away, losing my dad, and there was literally no one there, right? Like I didn't have um, a, a family home to go to, yep. uh, to go and and spend a holiday at, or or whatever. That's where it was like, okay, this is th- that true, um, you know, experience of being an adult uh, again everyone chooses to define that in their own way. But for me, that was where it was like, oh, the buck stops here with me now. And so um, certainly I have older siblings, I'm the youngest of four kids. And I can, I can go to my oldest brother, who, you know, is is in many ways um, somebody who if i have a question about repairs or something i can go to him and just bounce an idea off of him but <laughs> at the end of the day before i used to rely on that relationship that par- parental relationship to to have a little bit of that guidance piece right yeah. so i think yeah. for me knowing now it's like oh well if i want to if i want that i need to either find somebody or do it myself and and i think this past year Um, especially during COVID and lockdown and things like that, I've been more and more inclined to be like, "Ah, I'm sure I can find a video that will teach me what to do. I'm just going to look it up. And so I I made some notes about, you know, this past year, especially, but, but in my forties, I've been trying to take on more of that. I don't need to seek always others. I I have no problem asking for, for help around things and and have a great network of people I can ask for but also like this year I've been super, super proud of myself with some of the things I have done that I would have a hundred percent always asked my dad to help me with. Right. So repairing the snowblower twice. I yeah, you did, did myself and replaced parts on a snowblower. Yeah, and I you was did. like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it because why not? I can give it a try. If it doesn't yeah. work, then I can try to involve someone else. But uh, things like that, where, um, you know, previously, when my dad was around, and, and, you know, when it comes to cooking, my mom was a whiz and amazing in the kitchen. Um, And I'm so fortunate to have had those experiences with her and cook with her. And we put a family cookbook together. But now I think of it, and it's like, well, I'm doing this for my own kids that they can see and experience and enjoy some of the like the meals and things that are really meaningful and that is one of the ways I connect so much with my past and my history and my mom especially is by cooking so pulling out the family cookbook and um spending time in the kitchen it's it's a real time for me to to connect with with her and and with some of the the tastes and flavors that I grew up with so
1: oh that's great i mean it is very true both of you have i always find that interesting we have a conversation with someone and then i realize when we're talking that there's so many parallels between our lives right that for you and i if you hear us call her lgd that's she goes well we just she no we're allowed to call you that <laughs> you've told us we can um but yes i have no problem with lgd right. yes it is it
2: is my nickname for it sure. is your
1: nickname and i have disclosed i love using nicknames for everybody um and you and I have the travel thing, right? We did a lot we of did. travel and travel's really a big part. We've had really growth from that. And then for you and Suze, losing a parent, you know, yeah. in early years and that really shaping formative, there's so many connections between our lives. It always just makes us feel that the world is really small sometimes, yeah. right? That the, the parallels mm-hmm. between it. Okay. So let me ask you. So you talked a little bit. So from your 40s, so you didn't do, it's a, a little bit different. So rather than a list, you didn't do like a formal list. Um, you have like a bucket list that you were working off of that you developed. But if you could think about as you're, you're getting to the end of it, but there's still time in your 40s, what are you hoping to do? What are you hoping this decade will be? Is there any goals you've set for yourself that you want to share with us?
2: Well, it's interesting because at some point in my thirties, I can't pinpoint when it was, but I remember having a conversation with my husband about um, he 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 was concerned about my my mental state and where I was at, sort of personally. And he said, You just you don't seem to be the the person I met, the the happy, sort of carefree. And I'm like, Well, I I feel like I can't be that person anymore because of some of the experience I've had. But also him mentioning this made me realize that even though maybe my carefree life is, has changed, I can make strides to find ways of embedding adventure and fun and elements that for many years I felt like I had not um, as many opportunities to to mm-hmm. engage in, in things like that and things for me. Mm-hmm. So I think I think especially when my kids were younger, so much of uh, life was completely around them, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I all, all all of everything, the schedule yeah. that we kept to everything. And so when he made this com- comment to me, it, it made me sit down and and we talked about this idea of a bucket list. Um, and I would say it was in my late 30s that that I initially wrote, um, wrote a bucket list. I tried to find it. I could not find it. I asked my husband if he remembered where we put, and I could not, I looked everywhere. However, I'm sure you did. Have, I'm sorry. I have elements. So, so what, one of the things that he and I were both committed to doing was a family trip to Europe. Yes. And for me, part of that experience was going to be taking my family to see the campus that I went uh, and had this, you know, transformational year at. And um, I'm so glad we didn't delay that trip. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. We did
2: take it. And we um, this year, I think, will be four years since we did that trip, which is incredible.
1: Bananas. Uh,
2: so in the summer four years ago, we, we went to Europe. We uh, went through England and France and Italy and parts of Germany and Belgium, and then back home from from England. So it was phenomenal. And it's definitely an experience. My children still talk about it. on many occasions. You know, um, there were so many parts of that trip that were bucket list items for me, um, not just for um, to show my kids and my, my husband, but, you know, for me to experience. And, and, you know, when I lived in France for the year, I never had the opportunity to visit Juneau Beach. And um, that so we went and did that as a family and, and um, went to the Juno Beach Center which was which was excellent and I highly recommend it and taking my family to to the campus in Villefranche-sur-Mer and actually spending a couple nights on the Mediterranean with my family was was just awesome. Jealous,
1: I'm very jealous. And being jealous. in
2: Florence uh, in Italy and having them start to love parts of Europe that I hold near and dear to my heart has been irreplaceable. And to be truthful, one of the reasons why we were able to do that trip was because of some inheritance money, right? And I felt so good using that money. And it was a gift from my parents that we could do that trip as a family. And so, you know, I think for me, trying to find positive ways to look at really sometimes sad events right? So finding things that I know my parents would be all about and supportive of yeah. to, to um, enrich my, my kids' lives. So so that was one of those big bucket items. And there's many things that were on that trip that were part of that, um, that were, were in that. Another thing was my entire life. I have always, always, always uh, dreamed of living in a log cabin um, and owning a log cabin. And um, funny enough, Meg was with me when kind of when this kind of yeah. was starting to form yep. into a reality so yep. uh it'll be three years ago in uh late August that we were able to purchase the log cabin and and uh we now oh. have this as a rental property and that's also been a really great experience in my in my 40s of buying this, but also then having a side business, uh, of, of running a, a rental
1: par- property. Do you want to so mention it? So people, we can cabin, put it in
2: Blacks, Blacks Point, uh, cottage, uh, I'll is put it in the show notes.
1: Sure. people great. If it's they want to check it out. It's just
2: outside of, of Godrich, uh, along Lake Huron. It's not Lakefront, but I'm also somewhat thankful for that with all of the, uh, issues people are having along the, the shorelines of, of our Great Lakes. So we are within walking distance to Lake Huron. It's beautiful. We absolutely pinch ourselves every single time we're spending time there and enjoying it because uh, it, it has been literally a dream come true for me and for my husband, it's, it's now our retirement project. So in my 50s, I plan, I really hope that by the end of my 50s, I will be living there. Um, that's, that's the goal.
0: That's amazing. Um, I am so yes. inspired by this. Yeah. What was it about a log cabin? I have to ask you, what was the, had, had that been something when you were a kid? You just yep. loved log I cabins? Think, I think it literally goes back to uh,
2: probably in elementary school when we were learning about pioneers. I oh. have never um let that go of i remember going to visit pioneer villages as as a kid many different pioneer villages i don't know if your family did these types of trips
1: oh she did she definitely did
2: as well as our school trip and i just remember there was something about log cabins and then my a very dear friend of mine her dad was an amazing carpenter and he built a log cabin addition to their historic um stone farmhouse and i always always adored spending time in the log cabin in front of the stove wood stove. And so just, I don't know, there's always been something about a log cabin. Um, and I think I'm a very outdoorsy, I love um, campfires and camping, but I don't love sleeping on the floor. So for me, it, it brings all of those elements of nature to your living environment. And for me, I think nature is a huge um a huge deal for me I, I spend as much time as I can not when it's snowing in April outside <laughs> but <laughs> as it is today um but I do love uh hikes and um anytime around you know rivers water all of that so I think it's kind of all of those elements brought into to one location for me and I just there's something very peaceful in the smell of being in a log cabin all of it I love trees she like knows I do love trees. I, I actually am known yeah. to sometimes go up and hug a tree to yeah. help ground me. I on sometimes Earth's just day. need to, like, I yeah. Love that. you yeah. yeah,
1: perfect that we're doing this on it's Earth. On Earth. This does. is our Earth yes. Day episode. Yep. And I just I it just occurred it. to me we're actually all history majors who went to the same institution as well so oh my we all goodness. that's another connection we're all it is another connection um history majors which just explains why we're all so wonderful that's really what why it is. why we're
2: nerdy about yeah. the
1: pioneers <laughs> we went to pioneer villages and we're pioneer. like this is amazing
2: let's let's bring it i always news. wanted to yeah. like i had this like notion that i wanted to be that you know Explore. I, I am an adventurous spirit. And I think there's something about that pioneer sort of lifestyle and, and such that really resonated with me. Um, and I feel like I probably am one of those people that could have could have lived in that totally. time and been okay because I'm yep. a I am a workhorse.
1: I do enjoy
2: physical labor and work and uh, yeah so
1: anyways if you have a wedding and it gets to the end of the night and someone needs to help clean up the chairs we've been to weddings in small towns where the guests have to help she's 100 percent jumping in she's grabbing those chairs and she's stacking them and she's getting on it because um that is definitely my best
2: friend's dad always says to her just call leslie she'll do it (laughs) she'll figure it out she'll do it
1: she will yeah that's, I mean, it's truthfully, and I mean, I'm Susan speak for herself, but I am incredibly inspired by it because I love this idea of learning to like trust in your own ability, learning to, to venture. And even though we're 40, there's still lots of new things to try. It's not like you get to 40 and you've mastered it all. There's, no. there's a whole host of things we've never done. And when you do it for the first time, you go like, huh, that wasn't so bad. Or, we tried
2: paddleboarding but- together.
1: Yes, we did. And and then last summer,
2: when we couldn't do hardly anything, my daughter, well, our whole family was in uh, Grand Bend, along Lake Huron. And uh, my daughter was saying, oh, they're renting jet skis. Could we maybe try that? I'm like, well, let's go talk to them and see. And no sooner uh, had we had a conversation that I was pulling up my credit card. And she and I spent an hour, a delightful hour. We adored it. Um, going out on a jet ski, never done it before. It was a blast and it's something that we plan to, to do uh, again this summer. And if not in the future, buy one because it was so much fun. So yeah, things like that. I, I try to embrace opportunities to try new things and, um, especially if it has an element of adventure, sometimes a little bit of danger is also good. (laughs) It makes me feel alive. I've jumped in Lake Huron in April. You are uh, the I, nuttiest
1: person I know about getting into, I mean, and I know a lot of people who will jump into frigid lakes and rivers, but you are like, there's always the shot of you at a. Oh, and it's not just a one-time thing. I've done it no, a few No, I times. know. I know. I know. The polar, polar bear dip, right? Yeah, I'm
2: 100% that person who's yes. like, okay, sure. Why not? Warm
1: enough. Yeah. And then if you do go in and it's cold, she's like, you're fine. You're fine. Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up. Get in there. Oh. You do have the pioneer spirit. I love yeah, that. She does. She does. Yeah. Um, okay. So I will, I'm looking at we're getting into towards the end of our conversation. Anything else you want to try to accomplish, let's say, in the next few years? Any goal that you've sort of set for yourself that you want to work towards?
2: So one thing uh my girlfriends and I from high school started talking about was um trying so we're we're all at the same age and we'll be turning 50 the same year so again not sure what the future is going to look like in terms of travel but even if even if we can't do an international trip as a as a group of, of women we so much have talked about um carving out a week where it's just us girlfriends uh from high school uh and if it means gathering at my cottage or finding another location in Canada, I think at this point we are game for whatever. But we have talked about the importance of our friendship and time together to feed our souls and our spirits. And, um, you know, over different decades, as we all know now, you know, your friendships change and morph and, yes. and you know, mm-hmm. you, you need different things at different times. And and more than ever, I I I cannot even begin to describe how important, you know, it has been to stay connected. We haven't always been in super close contact, but um, at different points and, and now as as more of my friends are starting to lose parents and things like that. Yeah. It really has been so um literally critical to stay connected. And so last year we started thinking about what would we want to do? And, and we started doing some polls and that was prior to COVID. Now I feel like at the end of the day, if we can spend five to seven days together anywhere, we will take it. So I feel that I will be a, a big organizer for that. I love planning and organizing and looking for great deals. Yeah. Uh, so um, I can't wait to do that as a, as a group of of women friends in our 50s and I have no doubt I'll do that with another core group of friends I have too um, because many of us share the same birth year Um, so that I feel like is my next thing is looking towards carving out more of those experiences again for for me and not so much always planning and trying to do stuff for For our family. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Family always is is first in my mind. But um, as I'm looking towards my 50s, I'm also recognizing that my kids are going to be moving out. Um, They will be grown, and and we keep telling them that that is our goal as parents is to get you ready to move out and and be you know uh, independent. And so that's exciting. And uh, I hope in my 50s again to move to that log cabin that I've dreamed of. And start setting up my life uh, in that area, and mm. uh, that's mm. exciting to me. And I, I'm actually, you know, truly looking forward to that next part of, of this experience and the, this journey, because um, I have set these goals, and I do have a, a plan in motion. And I think it would be very different if I if I wasn't thinking ahead to the future. We've talked about as a family maybe going back to Europe. It would be a different experience um, as you know, they're maybe in their late 20s or late, late teens, perhaps. But um, it, it could be a lot of fun to do it again. So we'll see.
0: It's Amazing. Lots of things to look forward to. And I, I love these themes, Leslie, that you've shared today around finding the good, even when life can be challenging and we all face obstacles and bumps, but really being Clear on what your values are and how you want to show up on, in the world, and, and not wasting time. That's another takeaway I think from this conversation is to make great use of the time you have and, and to use it well with things that, you love and people you love. That's a very
2: big takeaway for sure. Is um, if you have a dream or you have a goal, uh, put plans in motion to, to accomplish it because you just don't know. Um, how much time you have. And, and again, if we had have waited on the Europe trip and COVID hit, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So we we weren't able this past summer to go to the East Coast and PEI, but we you know we tried to make a, as many fun memories as we could um, without having that. And we do hope to still do that PEI and, and East Coast trip. Um, but we're also trying to make the most of you know, being in Ontario and seeing our national parks in on- Ontario and our provincial parks. And we got a canoe and, and, um, and a kayak uh, membership for the summer because it's something close to home that we can do and the whole family can do it. So things like that, you have to make the most of. And, and certainly that's always been my philosophy of life. So it's been great to chat with you both.
0: You too. Meg, do you want to wrap us up? Take it home. Back to the log cabin.
1: Back to the log. Yeah, let's talk about Pioneer Woman. Uh, and I apologize if you hear stomping from above because apparently my daughter wanted to put on, I don't know, roller skates? Maybe? I don't know what she's doing up there. But um this is the current situation we're in. Uh, Leslie, it's been lovely as always to spend time together. Thank you for coming on. Uh, maybe we'll convince you to do 50 things at 50. You've got time to start making a list of uh, things for the next decade to work ahead towards it because it takes time to write things it does. down. It does. And then you have, that's why this is so great. You post it and then it's there and then you have something to refer back to. So, you know, okay. think about it. Think about it. I will it.
2: absolutely think
1: about it. Okay. Uh, But otherwise, thank you so much for being on. If you want to know more information about our list and see what we're going to be tackling this year, we'll put the 40 Things at 40 Facebook link in the show notes.